Property Marketing Made Easy, the podcast. Here's your host from Get Savvy Club, Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin. Hello, we are the Get Savvy Club and we're on a mission to teach anyone in property how to get visible online. Why? So you can get deals, you can get direct bookings, you can find JV partners and investors, or if you're a realtor or estate agent, you can find new stock and ultimately you can make money. If you would like our help, just message us on info at getsavvyclub.co.uk or find us on social media. Hello, lovely listeners, and you are listening to another episode of Property Marketing Made Easy by the Get Savvy Club. I'm Anita Baldwin. I'm here with Anna Geary, as usual. And today we are interviewing the fabulous Rochelle Gilburn. How are you doing, Anna? Yeah, really well. Thank you very much. How are you? Yes, good. Thank you. I'm happy because it's uh, summertime, so I'm always loads happier in the sunshine. Yeah, when the sun's out, all the time, I know. doing things. It's funny because sun's out, guns out. Yeah. Some people, when they were listening to, well, do you know, because people listen to this all around the world, don't they? So some people will be like, well, it's not today or whatever when they come to listen to it. But yeah, Rochelle, who we've had on today, has got an amazing story, actually, and it's great how far she's come in just a short space of time how we kind of got to know her in the first place was through linkedin so obviously we were all banging on about using linkedin to raise your profiles get what you want blah 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 this is somebody that's actually has gone and done that and what i love in this episode is she keeps like dropping little things of like stuff that we say we're not told her to say this by the way but things that we say all the time we teach our clients and whatever else and she's like lived it and breathing it and is talking about it and saying it in her way but i'm like ah yeah i even say in it at one point we always tell our clients to do that so it's great to see somebody who's successful because they have followed similar sort of methods I think what's great about Rochelle is that if you've ever been thinking actually I'd quite like to do something in property but I've got no clue where to start I don't know how to weigh up a deal to see if it would make sense I don't I've got no contacts in like the trade so I wouldn't know how to do up a house I don't even know then how to rent it out or how much it's worth and what to do I don't know then actually all you need is Rochelle and she will offer you know a solution to all of that and that's what she talks about today and actually it's a genius and what I love is it's another one of these industries that when I went to school and we had to go to like careers guidance and they went right do you want to be a fireman or a nurse and um, it's just like those traditional careers this is something that probably didn't even exist then because you know you can't really push out what you do and find clients other than social media and, and being visible online and it's something that's not a traditional job and actually yeah you could do it yourself but if you get somebody else to do it you probably actually end up saving more money than it costs yeah. you to get her to do those bits so I love that people like carve out a career and like a um, you know a passion and an industry based on their knowledge and their passion and helping people to do that and, and this is exactly what Rochelle's done all on her own as well which is just phenomenal so yeah, yeah let's get into it because it is really interesting if you're enjoying property marketing made easy the podcast from get savvy club use your podcast app to rate follow and subscribe so I'm Rochelle Gilburn and I build property portfolios for my clients in Barnsley in South Yorkshire. So I go out and I find the property and we renovate it and then we, we let it out. And then alongside that, I'm also building my own property portfolio and, and doing a few flips here and there. So people tell you how much they want to invest and you go and find the property, renovate it and rent it and they own it. Yeah, exactly that. Yes. Fabulous. So it's completely hands-off property investing. Yeah, that's it. They just have to do the paperwork, which I hate paperwork. So I'm sorry. No, yeah. So do they? Do, <laughs> do you charge a fee for that, or do they? Do you then co-own it, or how does it work? 
no, I charge a fee. So yeah, they pay they pay me a fee to go out and and do the work, and they just have to pay the solicitors to buy the house and pay for the refurbs, and then the house is all theirs. Yeah. So you what's all all the hard bit? The running around and the yeah, chasing yeah, exactly. like, trade people and running it. Yeah. yeah. You can yeah. tell by your your accent though, but you know that area quite well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm from from Sheffield. I live in Rotherham, and I source in in Barnsley. So it's uh, I'm literally ten minute walk from Sheffield. 10 minute walk into into Barnsley so I'm quite a, a good location and the property prices are amazing in Barnsley so we're buying properties between sort of 70 and 90 thousand pounds for a, wow. a three bed terraced so compared to the the south of England so a lot of my clients do come from the from the south because they're wanting to get the property prices of the the north but they've not got the time to keep traveling backwards and forwards viewing viewing the properties yeah, and if you don't know the area you can you know make a horrific mistake on you exactly that's it there are some areas where you can get really cheap houses but they're not the areas that you want to be buying in so it's no having that that knowledge and knowing where to absolutely avoid and where to where's a good investment i moved from like down south to up north to live and looking around for where to live you just like i've got no idea whether this is nice or not nice or and it's just it's really hard when you're completely new and you don't know anyone to figure it out that's it you can't just look for a bargain can you no exactly and everywhere looks nice on a sunny day don't it do you know yeah, what I mean? Good. If you don't know the area, you just pottering around like, oh yeah, kind of nice here. And, so and I ended up in a little yeah, village, and the house was a good buy in the end because I made money on it a little bit. But um, the first time I went into the pub, it was one of those where everybody literally stopped talking and stared at me. Yeah, so went, they all know, they all know each other. They went to school <laughs> yeah. together. The parents went to school Not together. Not massively welcoming. <laughs> so, yeah. so how do you split your time then? How much percentage would you say you're doing your own thing, and how, how, what percentage of time are you helping other people? Oh. My clients are the main focus to such an extent where I'll buy a property or we'll buy a property for our own portfolio and then that'll be the last one to get refurbs. That'll be the longest empty, the longest refurb because we're just focused on uh, on doing the, the client's mm-hmm. properties that always uh, comes first. And also over the last few years, I've, I've wanted to build the sourcing business. So a lot of people who start sourcing do it as an entry level to to get into property and to build a little bit of money to start building the portfolio but i can really see like the the value for people to have somebody who can go out and do the legwork and and build it as a, a successful business that will then help me still help me to build my portfolio but it's something sourcing is what something i want to do for the the long term as well how did you get into all of this how did you get started so where, where do i start when i was born yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um so for before I got into property I was in marketing so I worked for the same company for 14 years and I started off mm-hmm. as a waitress while I was at college and off to uni I did graphic design at college and then at uni I just did art and I'd always been ambitious and I had this idea that I'd maybe start my own graphic design studio or something like that but then when I left left uni it was a time where there wasn't really very many jobs going and the stadium where I worked offered me this job in marketing so I thought brilliant I'll take that while the while the job market sorts itself out and then before I knew it I'd been there 14 years doing often the, the way isn't uh, it I'll just do this for a little yeah. while and then you look up and you go oh my god half my life's gone yeah that's it and then I had like my, my little girl and then my little boy and I went part-time and before I knew it I was just sort of this little like almost housewife with a part-time job that just did it for like I literally went to work to pay for my car and nursery fees and that that was it and I yeah. kind of lost all that ambition that I'd had as a as a teenager and Do you um, know, so many I, people can relate to that 
Yeah, that's it. I, I, I did love my job. I did the I did everything from the the Facebook page, the back of the website, marketing campaigns, all the design work. I, I had a lot of networking and stuff. So that's fed really nicely into into my property business, and I, I did enjoy it. But it got to that stage where I needed I needed a bit of a change. So yeah, I was at this this part time job, and then I started looking for other jobs to go to. And like as a I think as a mum and at this time a single mum and I'll tell the rest of my story in a minute but like trying to find something that was either part-time and fulfilling or full-time but I could still manage to pick the kids up from school and drop them off at school or even like wraparound care was just impossible I couldn't find yeah. couldn't find anything it was either take a big step backwards or work full-time and not be able to see the kids mm. so I think a lot of um a lot of single parents have that like yeah. and, and probably exactly not even single parents mums yeah, yeah mums in general exactly the same have, as me yeah I, I when I had my daughter I went part-time in but I was so fortunate because I like ran a recruitment desk and I hired this great lady called Carla who's I'm still really good friends with now she was my full-time administrator but I work part-time so I was, but, uh, yeah. I was lucky that an old manager of mine said well if anyone can do it part-time you can and she gave me like a punt to do it part-time even though before I was I don't yeah. know how I managed because before I was doing like 60 and uh, 60 odd hours a, a week easily but whereas you, you know, I, think... I was like just being stricter I did Mondays Wednesdays half of it but I did have a great oh, like, lady called Carla everyone needs a Carla in their life um yeah so yeah. I had her to kind of help but yeah there were so many people I'd meet actually doing recruitment I used to meet lots of people that were in that situation great people that were like I still want to go pick my kids up I still want to I've yeah. still got all this and often they did take backward steps and have to take roles that were not beneath them but you know were just you know well yeah a little bit beneath them actually exactly. <laughs> and I, I think there's yeah. The thing is, as mums, when we do go part time, we still do the same amount of work. We just we are more efficient with our yeah. time, and we just also yeah. you're bloody time great for to be there, aren't you? Because yeah. you're stuck at home. With child, which, all, you know, <laughs> really don't get people. me wrong. We all love our children, but we're all gagging for a bit of time without them. So yeah. you're so bloody grateful to be there, and you're so like, I don't want to cock this up because part time jobs don't happen. So you put in. Yeah extra effort and then if something happens on your day off I've always answer the phone I'd be doing emails and you know like an absolute mug and I used yeah. to think that actually you know the world of work is missing a trick because there's all these mums that are really grateful they're really capable and they're also you know we don't have the ego so we're willing to often work a bit beneath the level we're at just because yeah. we know we make that sacrifice for our children and our families don't we so I just think the world of work is missing a trick on not you know grabbing these people with both hands exactly and I could never be a stay-at-home mum I was always like I loved a Monday morning dropping them off at nursery and then getting to work yeah <laughs> and you feel bad but I always just wanted more the thought of just being with my children 24 7 it's just you know as much as I love them it's just not it wasn't fulfilling yeah for it's not it's not for everybody is it we need no. those uh, challenges and not the challenges and using your brain and, and I think it made me a better mum because I'd then I'd enjoy being with them for five or ten minutes until I did something really irritating but yeah I think it, it makes you a better mum and I also think you know I've spent a lot of time justifying it to myself but I also think it makes you a great role model that your children can see that you go out to work and you've got this other side that isn't just about living through your children and you know you're just a real person and you can accomplish anything and all that so yeah it's it's great on all sides isn't it 
Exactly. I love showing the kids the houses and being like, look, yeah. these are the houses that we own. This is what we're building. This is why I'm busy. This is why sometimes I need to, to go away because I'm like learning and educating myself so that we can like yeah. live, and live they this think, nice well, lifestyle. Mom can do that. So I can do it. And also yeah. it's nice for them to miss you and appreciate that time instead of just, oh, mom's always there, you know. So how then did you get into like, so you were doing that. Did you just happen upon it at a networking event or what did, like what got you into the property then? Uh, so the the way that it happened so in 2018 I was part-time I'd got my children they were two and four at the time I was married had a nice lifestyle we went on lots of like nice holidays and stuff but he was very like hard working constantly like investing in his pension and things like that sort of always thinking ahead about the future and not really like living living for t- today and not spending much time with the family so I am very like I'm very conscious of that I don't want to be that person that's only only thinking of the the future I want to be able to live in the in the moment which was one of the reasons why I wanted to set up my own business but in um, October 2018 my husband had a heart attack and passed away so that was obviously a massive like impact mm-hmm. on the on on my, my whole life and it was like everything was thrown upside down how old was he? So he was, he was much older than me. He wasn't young, but he was, uh, you know, he was fit and healthy. He wasn't yeah, ill. Complete um, shock. Yeah, that's it. It was completely out of the out of the blue, not expected. So it was. God, um, how horrific! Yeah, it, it was very it was very difficult, and I sort of straight away uh, I, I went through that like numb feeling. But then I was like, I just need to do something. So it was thrown into like going through the finances and planning the funeral and just distracting myself from reality. And then the following year was distracting myself from reality by probably going out too much and drinking too much and just being a bit of a, yeah. a party animal because it was almost like I'd gone from being this like married woman with kids to being free and single almost it was yeah. it, it, it was just keeping com- busy really, so don't yeah think about yeah that's things. it it was yeah. it was very much that um and then it got to a stage where I was like okay I need to I need to do something now I wasn't enjoying my job anymore it was it was just difficult to go in each day and it would like my mental health wasn't doing very well and I thought I need something to focus on I need to find that drive that passion back that I used to used to have like get that Monday morning feeling where I couldn't wait to go to work I wanted that feeling back and I'd been left, because he was so good at saving and everything and building for his pension, I'd been left some money. So I, I was speaking to one of my friends um, who has a similar, had a similar business model to what I've got and talking to her about building up this uh, this portfolio. And then the more we talked, the more I was like, actually, this sounds like something I could get involved with. Like what she was doing was marketing and what I knew was marketing. I didn't know anything about property, but I knew the, the marketing side of it. So then in January 2020, I went on a on a property course and it was brilliant I came out I got that fire I was buzzing I couldn't wait to get started and then a few months into it we went into lockdown and I was like (laughs) what do I do now (laughs) um so it was it, it lockdown was a difficult time but I think because I'd started the business and I'd got the focus and I wanted to educate myself more and I started building up my LinkedIn and I was networking and instead of just being a stay-at-home mom which is like like we've just discussed not my idea of like fun joy <laughs> yeah. yeah so it was like it was nice to have those times where the kids would also have something for myself that I could go and do and concentrate my my efforts on and obviously I wasn't doing anything to do with property because we couldn't even do viewings at that stage so it was more 
like trying to think of interesting things to post on LinkedIn when I'd never, but like when I wasn't out viewing properties and I'd not got any projects on. And that's where my background really came in useful because I was yeah. like, okay, well, I can, I'm listening to this audio book and I can talk about that and I can talk about homeschooling and I can talk, talk yeah. about my experiences and what's going on. And people just seem to really relate to that. And, um, and it built a lot of traction until I could eventually then get out and actually do property. So what yeah. was the first property deal thing that you did? Uh, so the first one I did was a flip that I bought for myself um and renovated and I got this builder following me around and he was giving me quotes on everything and telling me how much everything was going to be and he quoted me £16,000 for this house which needed a full refurb and like knowing what I know now but like yeah that's definitely going to go over budget um, but at the time I was just like naive so that was one of the reasons I wanted to do my first project I wanted it to be my own I didn't want it to be for somebody yeah. else because I didn't know learn on your own dollar I exactly guess. That, yeah. that's it yeah um so it ended up I think it cost about 23 grand he left at about 19 grand because he weren't making any money um mm. it took a bit longer than I expected and like just the whole the whole process was such a a massive learning curve and then it was like once I'd done that I then went on to do my next and over the last two years I've done 26 properties altogether. Yeah not all for myself mainly for investors but there's four flips like a, a few for our portfolio and then the the rest for the clients. So do you have a team of tradespeople who work just for you now? Uh, not just for me, but yeah, um, yeah. They, you know they're there, they're there on hand. Um, so that must way, make a massive difference. Yeah, you trust that, them as well, I guess. That's it. We know we know what the quality of the work's like. We know what their availability is like. We know like how much they're going to charge. So when I'm going into a property and I'm looking at, it, I know okay, well it's going to cost us this much for a rewire, and we're going to need to pay this much for the bathroom. So it just makes it much easier to work things out. And then when we complete on it, we know that they they work like sort of three weeks in advance, so we can get them booked in whereas when I'm talking to clients one of their sort of pain points is they've got this house but then they've got to try and find a builder and it can take like you might have to ring 10 builders before you get a couple to show up and then yeah. the couple that show up they don't all quote and then mm. and actually by the them. time you wait longer paying bills and mortgages and stuff like that then it costs more than your fee of coming exactly. in and doing it yeah exactly that's it so it's like we've got them all on hand and uh, ready to ready to go so what do you think gave you that like bravery to actually go for it that first time because you say like if you'd known now what you know and lots of people get into it they say they're going to do it but they just don't make that first step but yeah. doing it on your own must have been pretty scary I think so I'm very a very decisive person I would say I'm like when I decide I'm going to do something I go for it there's not I did a post about it yesterday on, on LinkedIn actually because I, I, I can get frustrated sometimes I saw with it actually yeah. yeah they take so much time making decisions and I'm very much like a, when I know I want something I go for it um, yeah, so I was saying like I've got used to that and I'm learning to work like some people need more information first and different people work at different speeds. But the the main thing for me is like making a decision and then committing to it. And pe the reason people don't start investing in properties because they're always waiting for the best time. And there's never a, there's never a best time. You never know when like when the market's reached its peak or when it's 
reached its bottom or when there's going to be a, a COVID or the, a Brexit yeah, yeah. or... Like or, having children, there's never a best yeah, time to do it. that either, is there? No, there's, re there's really not and you can wait forever and they're the people who end up re regretting it and mm. I just think like getting getting started, um, you know, you can try it and if it's not for you, you've always got that option to, to yeah. sell. It's just about finding those right, right properties and taking a little bit of a, a risk for for the long yeah. term so yeah. what are your thoughts on the market moving forward are you changing your business at all with interest rates rising or so one of the great things about my business and barnsley is that the 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 deals still work they still stack up in barnsley because we've got the low prices and the rents are relatively high so mm. you might if you if you bought a house on the market ready to go you might pay hundred and twenty thousand for a three-bed terrace and you'd rent that out for 750 800 pounds a month so we're you know we're usually buying the ones that need refurbing and get them for a bit cheaper and then spend the money on the on the refurb yeah but because of that you still you're still getting 250 plus cash flow on on those properties uh, whereas in a lot of like even cities like sheffield close to close to me the the figures just aren't working so you're mm. like you're making next to nothing after you've paid the the mortgage interest rate and you're not really picking anything up for less than one hundred and fifty thousand. and the rents are still similar prices to what we're getting in barnsley so you might still be paying 800 850 pound rent for a three-bed terraced but mm. you've paid you know 150 to 200 thousand pounds for that property so in that sense i've been lucky that i've not really had to had to pivot um but it's almost convincing people that the the, the market is still good there is still um mm. still deals to to be had yeah because um, just before this i was listening to radio too jeremy <laughs> oh I don't oh, know. I can't bear Jeremy Vine. Sorry, nobody really likes him, but I find him really no, annoying. I don't like him, but he just because I do have radio two on sometimes. Sometimes when I switch, you think, oh, I'll put the radio on at lunchtime. He pops up, and just before we were doing this, actually, he was talking about the interest rates, and he was doing his usual real scaremongering thing. He was having people coming on, telling them how much they're being squeezed with this and that. And I was thinking, that is just playing right into the hands to people like you who are like going to go like, hey, you can't really do this on your own. Look, you've been an accidental landlord or you've done this or you've done that. If you are going to build a portfolio, um, then, you know, come to go to you and get it done by someone that knows what they're doing rather than give it yeah. a go themselves. And then that's it. Then be uh, someone on Jeremy Vine's show like in six months time. <laughs> moaning oh. about what what situation they're in and the cost of this and the, and the cost of that yeah so I, I would love to speak to you about linkedin because that's where we first connected and obviously yeah. it completely makes sense now you talk about how you work for 14 years in marketing because every business needs to be marketed it just doesn't we help so many people in property that they've gone and they've gone along like you did obviously they've got gone along found some property education did that but then maybe even at the same time as you but then they thought covid and they probably just stopped and just continued yeah. what they were doing before. whereas you understand the importance of marketing so is linkedin your favorite like obviously explain to this is how you benefited from linkedin just like a few months ago i was super super oh, jealous yeah. when i saw that it popped <laughs> up so not only can you win your investors more business clients and whatever else you can win other awesome stuff on it as well so i'll let you tell yeah. the story so so i entered a raffle on linkedin a guy called james clutterbuck i've followed him for a while because I, yeah. I love formula he's one funny, he isn't does, he? yeah he's yeah. funny and he does yeah. formula one events packages and um so i've been following him and i talked to him before about going over to like watch a grand prix but it just never been the right time for 
for me. And then one day he did a serious post. And I think it probably stood out because it was a serious <laughs> post. And I was, it was about like, suicide awareness and this charity and he, um, and he wanted to support them. So he was putting on a raffle to win a, a Formula One package to Monaco. Um, so I went, I, as soon as I saw it, I thought, I'll get straight on there. I think you could buy a maximum of four tickets and they were £25 each. So I bought the four tickets and then that, that was on the Thursday and then just like thought oh it, it they weren't drawing it until the tickets were sold so I thought I'll just like forget about it now and then the next morning I think I was having a bit of a bad day and I can't can't remember why but I was just feeling a bit sorry for myself and then I, somebody messaged me on on LinkedIn and said oh congratulations on winning the tickets and I was like what um, uh, what does she mean so I went onto her LinkedIn and she'd liked the post that I'd entered and I was like I can't have won so I went on and I had and it was four nights in Nice getting to watch the Grand Prix in Monaco on the on the Friday from a super yacht and then in the grandstand oh, wow. on the Sunday and then after the race on the Sunday we got to go on a super yacht um, to have more drinks and it was just our, our... that's the life eh yeah that's why, exactly. that's why Rochelle is doing the podcast now because she couldn't make last month yeah Nice is lovely as well I've been there for a holiday oh, it was so not nice, on a super yeah. yacht in a hotel yeah. but... no I'd really <laughs> really recommend Nice but um, it, we, it worked out because of the Grand Prix being on and we had to pay for our own flights it worked out cheaper to go for six nights and stay in the hotel for an extra two nights so we ended up doing that which was fabulous yeah. um, and it was that, isn't it yeah, like yeah. The last time Anna and I went to Dubai, we wanted to come home on the Friday instead of the Saturday. But to actually travel back a day earlier would have cost us two thousand pounds more. Oh <laughs> and we were like, oh, "We'll stay." Yeah, yeah, that's it. it was literally Just... a few hours, wasn't it? Because it was an early it was morning, day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. That was it. That was the same. So yeah, it was brilliant. And then yeah, that's how LinkedIn also benefited mm. me from uh, from winning a competition. And I think even like and so just... those things are real then. Yeah, yeah, they are real. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes you always. just think, oh, no, you know, it's his friend. It's just all bollocks. But that's um, it. Well, people do actually, and I met a couple of. He did a few others after that. I was the first one, and then he did a few others. The, the the next one that he did was like to win. You got to fly over on a super jet and then get from Nice to Monaco on a helicopter. And all of a sudden, oh, my prize seemed a bit rubbish. And I was like, I want that one. <laughs> well, I want a helicopter. I'm going to have my I daughter announce me. She's um, 16, so she just finished her GCSEs and announced to me the other day that she decided she decided she wants to go to university, but now she's decided she wants to go to university in Monaco. Why oh, not? I, lo- I love her ambition. Yeah, <laughs> she's definitely. Like, yeah, looking that, it up. That's great. Do it, yeah. So then, like, overall on my, my LinkedIn, that's where I get all my business from. Absolutely, it's definitely my, my favourite social platform um, for business because it's just I know that my ideal client lives in the south of England I know what kind of jobs they have so I can search specifically yeah. to connect with those kind of people uh, whereas on Instagram and Facebook it's very difficult to yeah. narrow down you're almost talking yeah. to everyone and just mm-hmm. hoping that your ideal client sees you well, oh, just, on LinkedIn you have to kind of be a little bit stereotypical don't you so you know they live in the south and they do jobs that um, probably make them decent money to do that yeah. kind of you know thing and they've got busy jobs as well so you have to kind of think okay what kind of job would that be and then look at profile pictures and they're probably going to be slightly older because they've got in a position where you know they've saved the money or they're not paying out in terms of young children and things like that so you've got to types but it enables you to do that so easily exactly and what's also good about it is when so i'll post and then you might like my post and all your connections see it and one of your connections likes it and then all their connections so it's just got that um it's much easier spider's web yeah yeah 
to reach so many people, whereas Facebook definitely doesn't do that anymore. You might occasionally see something that someone's liked, but not very often, and it doesn't yeah. happen at all, I don't think, on Instagram, does it? So no. you're very much only talking to your audience or people who are following those hashtags, and it just makes it much more difficult. But I do love Instagram stories, because I find, like LinkedIn, yeah. I'm like, right, I've got one shot a day to get this post right, so I need to be specific about what I'm posting on, whereas Instagram, I'm like, oh, I'm in a beer garden, drinking some orange juice, some <laughs> I'm at yeah. a viewing like look at this fireplace look at this decorating that I'm doing in my house so I find Instagram and, and Facebook stories uh, just much more easier to share what's going on in my yeah. my day-to-day -day life without being too formal about it and then so what's um, what's next for you I'm working on building my my sourcing business because it's still very much like some sometimes I'm massively investor heavy sometimes I'm massively property heavy and there's no like balance there I'm like I need that consistency so I'm constantly working on on building that I'm loving speaking on stage and doing podcasts at the moment so I started I did my first um, sort of public speaking event I think it was in was it March or it March I think and I absolutely love that so Good for you. I want, uh, I'm at the moment just talking at property specific events but I'd like to yeah. get out there and talk at other events and share share my story and hopefully inspire people to just like yeah. take that step in and yeah and got a great some, story we look at we're, we're in Croydon tonight aren't we Honestly. oh brilliant it's gonna be hard to find not hard to find it but you know like you know to get to get there from where, you are, where we are and but once you're there you find it's, it's yeah good. that's it i did one in southampton which was a trek and then i got oh stuck yeah we London. went there didn't we a few about a month or so ago yeah to get to yeah the only, it's okay but the only thing is because they're all in the evening when you come back they do night road closures don't they and you're just like going along <laughs> merrily and suddenly everybody off the motorway because we've put cones out even though there are no people around you're just like what what that's so it. yeah that's uh quite frustrating but yeah so, so that's and definitely... even pretending she's got a flat tire to make me drive tonight as well. i actually <laughs> please can you go and get my flat tire fixed <laughs> it's just like Fictional. it's just like let do you want me to send a picture of it? You can go and get the order the wheel nut and all that. <laughs> like when we yeah. used to have um, Filipino VAs and they send a picture to say their house is flooded. Oh, and yeah, work yeah. And you just think, bet that picture just goes around all of yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> this is legit happened to me. Share it where you need to share it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, I've had a right uh, oh, disaster of uh, Anyway, two oh, questions no. we ask all of our guests and the first one is what makes you savvy I'd i just say I, if you wanted my opinion i'd say it's that you just fucking do it yeah so that's what i was so i don't think i'm definitely not the hardest working person um but what i am is consistent and it's that and that's where i've done well on linkedin it's not necessarily been having this amazing strategy or uh, it's just showing up every day and just in small in small ways so if you can have like 20 minutes a day if you do nothing yes. else but you can post on on social media for 20 minutes a day you yeah. you go in to improve your improve your business yeah rochelle so i love this because you're just like literally saying all the things that we say to our clients so she's oh, like, rubber stamping it like see <laughs> all the things we teach yeah like it's kind of it, like you can be the laziest person in the world but if you just do like small little actions each yeah. day it will build up to something fantastic and the second is to recommend um a book that has helped you along the way so motivational business property whatever i like lots of lots of books and it's hard to narrow it down sometimes yeah it's not hard to narrow down an audio book but one i really like getting to know myself and understand why i do what i do and how how my brain works and everything so um what's that one called the 
chimp, the one with the chimp. Chimp you know, paradox. paradox. Chimp paradox, that's yeah, it's really yeah, good. So that, was, that was one of the like sort of early ones that I've I listened to, and I like listening to books over and over again. I've not listened to it for a while actually, but I think like like that knowing what makes you tick, and I know that I'm not like I'm not good at doing work in the morning. I'm much more of an afternoon and an evening person. So in the morning, I try and do like networking. So this morning, I've I've got a, a women's property networking group that I run so we've been there this morning getting lots of sort of interaction and get enjoying doing the talking side of things and then now this afternoon I can sit down I can concentrate I can get some work done so it's things like that knowing what what makes me what makes me tick and what makes me do the the things yeah. I do and understanding myself so do you run the one the did you say you run the one that's the women yeah yeah so me oh. and uh, my friend Stacey we started it I think it was October last year and it's just started oh, from Stacey can speak about it actually I think on oh yeah Funnily enough, guys, yeah. yeah. Oh, so okay. she, um, I was, I was meeting up with Stacey, and we had a couple of other women who wanted to meet up with us. And I struggled to get to the evening ones because I've got the kids, and I do my martial arts, and they've got their activities, and it's all very um, busy. So we were like, right, let's just meet up during the day. And it started off six of us, and now today I think there's about twenty-five of us. Oh, and, wow. Um, we've got a WhatsApp group with hundred and twenty people in it, all sort of women in South just Yorkshire gross. in property. Yeah. And yeah, it's uh, going well, really well. Chat. Maybe we'll come and have a ch- you know talk at one of yours at something. Yeah. Definitely. How old are your children now? Uh, they're six and eight. Oh right. So, so yeah, still cut, need cut. your in, in yeah, the time, still, yeah. Still need me a lot, although they ignore me most of the time. But yeah. <laughs> no, I'll get used to that. <laughs> It gets worse. <laughs> That's it. They're just like typical teenagers already at six and eight, just interested in playing with each other and being on their iPads and doing their own thing. Yeah, technology. Play together then. That's good. Yeah, they do. They got on really well, actually. That's good. Most of the so, time. Yeah. So how, what, how, what is the best way, if we can't guess this already, but what is the best way hmm. of somebody reaching out and um, connecting with you and learning more about how you work? Yeah, definitely. LinkedIn uh, is the best <laughs> is the best way. Uh, I'm happy to connect with with people. Um, happy if you want to drop me a message. And then if you want to see like my daily updates, and Instagram's a, a good place to be. If you're enjoying Property Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club, use your podcast app to rate, follow, and subscribe. Awesome. So I think from listening to that story, we can all, if we take action and just just keep going, putting one foot in front of the other, that we can make huge changes in our lives and actually get to where we want to be. I know. I think the message for me is if you're stuck and you can't do it, go find somebody who can do the bit you can't do mm-hmm. and still, you know, can you still move forward? You don't have to do all these things yourself. You don't have to be like completely, oh, well, I can't do that because I can't do this and I can't do that. Just go and find people that can do all those bits for you. And yeah, then like, move forward that way in life not just in property this is a life podcast not just property. <laughs> oh god no no there's too many of those <laughs> don't don't come here to get life advice we're in the best best choice don't, don't follow our lead in that just follow our lead in uh helping get your property business out there Mark. i could out. i could <laughs> teach you all the mistakes that not to make and all the choices to avoid and um yeah all the ways not to go down certain paths if you want me to tell you my life story but Yeah, it's not very interesting. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye. That was Property Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club. If you enjoyed it, connect with us on social media. Just search Get Savvy Club.